Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 129 of NASCAR Radio. We're trading cards and racing meat. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA set registry and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan King NASCAR. How's it going, how, dude? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm feeling clashy. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay clashy. I like that. Stay clashy. <laughs> I just made that up, literally. I, I, I know, I know. I like that. We, we need to uh, write that down for next year. So yeah. stay classy, everybody. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Panini America, of course. And then right out of the gate, shout out to Colin Hostetter, Beans, Ball, Card Blog, Skid Marks, Bruce Wilson, Kyle Katz, and Tim Mousy for the YouTube comments, Facebook comments. We read them, so please leave them. Yep, I even commented on some of them too. Same here. Yeah, one of those uh, folks—they uh, the ones who purchased the 1983 Uno set—that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was a nice set. I was uh, that was a really good pickup for them. So. Yeah, he's going. He said he's going to get it graded, so I'll be looking looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, we need an update on that. So, great show again today. We're going to talk about the Bush. Bush light cra- clash, light bush, bush clash. Just stay clashy. Stay clashy. Um, <laughs> we're going to have an update on the golden auction for the formula card that was up at auction. It has finally, uh, Gavel has dropped on it, so we'll get an update on that. We also have an update on the PSA Dale Earnhardt Senior 1988 Max, uh, one of the folks brought it to our attention about that so we're gonna we're gonna do uh, do an update on that and we'll close the show with king's court and then logan i sure has some nascar news so always <laughs> <laughs> so of course i got the one the one window not open so <laughs> i got all these <laughs> other windows so um all right this weekend uh no races so we're still Another week away from truck race, Xfinity race. But last Sunday, we had the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. That was Sunday, February 5th. That was a quarter-mile paved track, 150 laps. Martin Truex Jr. outlasted everybody for the win, followed by Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch. So it was the gold, silver, and did um, Kyle Busch get the bronze then? Yeah, he got the bronze. Okay. So that was a little bit different. It wasn't um, a regular, I guess, a points race, whatever. But so they gave those medals out, I guess. I like, I actually like that because it, it, it it's reminiscent of when they had the Olympics there, you know, back years ago. Um, you know, they, they've had a lot of historic events there. So it, it's a, it's a great place. It's, it, you know, they, they call Bristol the last great Coliseum, but. I think the greatest Coliseum of all, at least in modern times, is the L.A. Coliseum. I figured that was a shout-out. I don't remember what they did last year, but NASCAR's marketing folks got on that. So I think that was a nice little tie-in there with the Olympics. So Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. I, I was reading some comments on social media, and a lot of folks just didn't like it. And I thought, man, I think it's cool, you know? <laughs> it, I, don't, I, I don't know why people were so opposed to that. I mean, I know it's not traditional, but then again, it's like you said, it's just a, it's just a – non-points exhibition race i mean let's have some fun with it you know 
you know, the sport has to change. You know, over time, we were talking about the 75th year of NASCAR and, you know, trying to shake it up. People complain about, you know, this track or that track. And then so they add more core road courses and they're going to do Chicago road course this year. And so, you know, they have to try different things, right? Experiment with different things. They did the Roval. They brought in the dirt at Bristol. So, I mean, kudos NASCAR for trying, you know, was it a massive hit or not? I Maybe it brings in new fans and maybe some fans are like, eh, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, we but, can't, we can't be sitting still. Otherwise getting past. So that's for sure. And, and I, you know, my hat's off to NASCAR for, for trying all these things. I think it's, I think it's really cool. You know, you know, Evil Knievel even jumped motorcycles there. <laughs> and Evil Knievel is a hero of mine. So, uh, you know, there's so many tie-ins. I thought, just thought it was really cool. The only time was missing was some cards. Well, we seem to be missing that a lot. <laughs> so that, they haven't gotten a memo on that one. So No, they haven't. But our winner, Martin Truex Jr., we've named him one of the 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR. His rookie's in 2004. He has a few different cards in 2004 with Press Pass, Optima, Stealth, Trackside. So I've got a few little here for as visuals with the 2004 Press Pass. Uh, stealth there to your left and the my favorite the golden oreo out of optima you know they, they keep talking about jimmy johnson with the golden horseshoe you know <laughs> <laughs> up is you know what and uh i guess martin Truex has the golden oreo <laughs> there you go and then i mentioned it before on other shows about the variations with the track side so here are the two versions the one on the left i believe is the more common and the one on the right you can see over his shoulder the gentleman's missing that yellow lanyard around his neck. So that's a, a pretty cool little uh, variation at Chase in 2004 trackside. Yeah, you know, I don't have any of those graded. I, I need to, uh, and I've got plenty of them. I'm sitting on a bunch of them. I just need to see if there's well, any of them worthy of getting graded. Well, we named him one of the 75 greatest drivers. I, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I think he's a, maybe he's not huge popular with the fan base, whatever, but Maybe it's his personality. You know, he's not very controversial. So, but yeah, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. But anyway, it's a cool one. I need to get some of those as well graded. I think I've got some of those signed. He's one of the ones that's a little harder for me to find to get signed. Whenever he shows up at the Walmart in Concord or whatever, I'm always working or something. So, but, and then also we have a few uh, other samples here with the trackside. I believe that's one of the inserts and then on the signings in the middle and then another one of the inserts a stealth on the right that's die cut on the side so yeah i like um, those kyle, kyle bush has one that there's no boundaries i really like those cards yeah i think those are like a sneaky little one that folks might forget about uh, kyle mm-hmm. bush also has the, like the one on the left as well you know it's got his little facsimile autograph there on it as well so yep uh and then moving on also, you know, Daytona is going to be Sunday, February 19th. So we have the dual races and qualifying coming up Wednesday, the 15th, dual races on the 16th. Uh, then we have practices and then the, the 500. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's going to be a busy week. Um, I guess next week we'll probably do our picks for the truck, truck race winner, the Xfinity winner, the Daytona 500 pole. 
winner and a Daytona 500 race winner. I think we'll, we'll do it. We'll have all those for next week. Okay. And Formula One and IndyCar, they don't start racing until Sunday, March 5th. So Cool. So the season is, is somewhat started here, not in full-blown, but getting there. Yeah. I was proud for Truex. He definitely had the best car. If you watch the, the whole race and you watch the, the heat races and everything, he by far had the best car. You could you could just tell that that car stuck. No matter if the track was warm or cold, he could get that car around the around the, the track. So it the best car won. So I was I was happy with that. He didn't get beat on or banged up too much. No, he didn't. You know, you saw that Cal Bush there late was running second, and Austin Dillon was banging hard on him. So he let him go to see if he could do anything with Truex, but of course he couldn't. So you know that's two years in a row where Austin Dillon has been in the the top three at that race and so is Kyle Busch but uh still still not able to win oh so close yeah so do we want to hit the NASCAR news now yeah we can we can certainly do that uh I've got a little bit of news for the upcoming Daytona 500 one of the things that that I thought was really cool that I saw is that the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds are going to perform a flyover during the Daytona 500 on Sunday February 19th uh, they say this will mark the 13th consecutive and 14th overall time that the U.S. Air Force Demonstration, Demonstration Squadron, also known as America's Ambassadors, Ambassadors in Blue, excuse me, will perform their signature Delta formation to kick off the, day to the Great American Race. I kind of I know T6, Thunderbird 6. His name is Daniel Katz. Uh, we got to see them here uh, at Columbus Air Force Base last March. A friend of mine knows him personally, so I kind of know him now. But the cool thing about it was is that I was able to get my, my VIP ticket autographed, and he signed it. I don't know if anybody can see it, but he signed it Thundercats. And you can see he's got number six on there. So I thought that was really cool. So I'm glad to see that the Thunderbirds are going to be back at the Daytona 500 this year. Uh, I heard that they're going to have some kind of special – maneuver that they've not done before so that'll be interesting to see if they actually show that on tv so we'll see next thing i've got unfortunately some sad news trevor boys and a lot of you may know him from the 88 max set trevor boys passed away it says peacefully at foothills medical care center in calgary alberta on thursday february 2nd of this year 2023 he was only 65 years old it's very that's very sad to me because that's only two years older than me as val can attest to what's what's one of the significant things that we ever noticed about trevor boys trevor boys was very hard to get autograph mm -hmm. from uh living in canada and i you know i reached out to him on facebook when i was working on getting the 88 max cards signed and you know they they did a lot of race circuits because I think it was him, his son. It might have more than one son, but it was like Trevor. It was like the Trevor Boys, or the no, it's called Boys Racing. I think mm -hmm. that's what it was. And but they never came down into the South, the Charlotte area. So getting an autograph from him was uh, really tough. Yeah. Do you have any pictures that you can show? Uh, I don't know if I can. Uh, let me see if I can get my hands on those. Yeah, uh, that's card number twenty-four. In the 88 max set for those of you who are scoring the the card numbers 
but he, you know, he was in the inaugural set. So, you know, he does have some importance there. And so, like what Val said, his autograph is tough. Just, it was just plain flat, tough to get. Because uh, I know Val and I searched there for a long time. We searched eBay like every day trying to find his autograph. And, and Val actually was able to score a few. Uh, and I actually got this autograph as mine. I got that from Val's. Yeah, the and I think I sent one. I you know wasn't being super greedy. I think I reached his his wife on Facebook, you know, trying to find out you know when they're going to come to the south or how I could do it or, or whatever. And she's like, you know, send one. And so um, I was able to get one signed and sent back. So like I said, working on that '88 Max set signed, you know, as a project. Because if you listen to the show, you know, I you know I do the, some of these projects where getting some of these card sets autographed and of course 88 is you know iconic it's like the 52 tops i guess for race fans and the 86 flare basketball so and then the that white background and everything else just lends itself you know for these autographs and the, the, i guess now it's a vintage set for us yeah, so. it's this is vintage now <laughs> but it's very sad to see another one of these iconic drivers in this iconic set, you know, passing away. Yeah. Prayers to his family. Um, it's very sad to me on some other crazier news, Kyle Bush, for those of you who have not heard on the news, Kyle Bush was arrested in Cancun at the Cancun airport back in January for carrying a gun. <laughs> and I'll, I'll read you the excerpt that I, that I found on Jayski. Uh, it says Kyle Bush, a champion, and this is, I think this was actually translated from a Mexican uh, newspaper. It says Kyle Bush, a champion race car driver, was caught with a 38 caliber handgun and hollow tip ammunition in his luggage at the Cancun airport. He was quickly arrested following the discovery and eventually, listen to this, eventually sentenced to 3.5 years in prison. <laughs> it says, according to reports, uh, following the arrest, an investigation was opened, and the arrest was found to be a legitimate arrest. So it was—I guess it wasn't some kind of trumped-up thing. They, it was legitimate. <laughs> it says, two days after the arrest, a federal public ministry agent presented Kyle Bush to a judge, and the judge issued a sentence. Mr. Bush was fined more than twenty-seven thousand pesos which equals like $1,100 U.S., and was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Although it's unclear, uh, it's unclear exactly what that prison or where that prison sentence will be carried out. So he's back. So I don't know what happened. We'll never know. I mean, we could all speculate. You know, in my opinion, we, there could be some money exchanging hands somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> That's just my opinion. But he's back. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's not stuck there. But you know what you said, Val? What did you say? I said if it was probably just a regular person, uh, it might still be in jail. So that I mean, that whole article just gives me more questions. Like, so he was arrested, and then like two days later, he was been brought in front of a judge. That mean was he in jail for two days, or was he like under house arrest for two days, or you know what does that look like? And then. You know, twenty-seven thousand pesos sounds like a lot, but you know, eleven hundred dollars—that doesn't sound much at all. So that's jump change for him. I just and then, but it was an official charge. It wasn't a trumped-up charge. So it's just like more questions. Okay, well, it was a legit charge, and I understand. I'd read where 
that or somebody had said maybe that he was at Mall America when it was at the had the shooting out there. So, you know, he's very careful. I mean, he's traveling with his, you know, wife. He's got his young son and of course the infant daughter. So and I think he had forgotten it was in there, but it's just I mean, I we know he nobody would purposely bring a gun into Mexico. No, uh, no. So it's just yeah, it's just like some more questions, but yeah. It, there's a lot more questions there. We'll let we'll let you folks out there if you want to comment, I'd be glad to see what you guys think about all that because I just I'm just glad he's back. I'm glad he didn't get get stuck down there. Um I just, that would have been an international incident right there. Break. Huh? That would have been an international incident right there. Well, we, we'd be trading another a spy or something, I guess, for him, to get him back, too. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that, but he was just saying before, right before the, the NASCAR season starts, right? So this was like on the second or whatever, right? It hasn't been that long ago. And the season's supposed to start on the 17th. And, he, you know, he, oh, he's in jail for three years down in Mexico. <laughs> God. He just signed with Children's Racing and all this other stuff. So yeah, he's lucky. He's very lucky. I'll just say that. Well, when you travel out of the U.S., you know everything's what's the right word? Uh, you can't take anything for granted. So no, I, and I'm sure he was on a private plane. He, I'm sure he wasn't flying commercial. So That's I true. guess maybe you know the authorities down there they may perform searches on. And I'm sure they're looking for contraband coming into the country, just like what we do here. Right. So I'm sure they found that gun and went, oh, time out. <laughs> What's going on here? But yeah, I'm just glad he's back. Glad that, you know, maybe he'll do some community service or something, or maybe I don't know what he's going to do. We'll, we'll never find out. Yeah. I was just thinking of your two words. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, and, and one more, I have one more sad thing, unfortunately. It says that uh, NASCAR Hall of Famer Dale Jarrett announced that his mother, Martha, had passed away on Sunday, February 5th. She was married to Ned for 67 years. And when I think of that lady, I think of when Dale Jarrett won the 93 Daytona 500, and she's sitting in the car watching because she's like superstitious and everything. She didn't want to be at the track. And the CBS had the camera on it, and she was like, you know, just, you know, all, all dishuffled and everything. And Ned's Ned Jarrett saying, somebody needs to help that poor girl. <laughs> I remember seeing her on, you know, and that's, gosh, that's been 30 years ago. But yeah, condolences to the Jarrett family and uh, prayers, and we're thinking about you guys. And that's all the NASCAR news that I have. I mean, I, there's, you have the same old blah, 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 somebody sponsoring somebody, but it's just to me, it's not very newsworthy. All right. All right, let's get into our next segment, a little golden auction there. You can see on the screen that we were we were following this night this uh, 2005 Formula Lewis Hamilton F3 PSA nine. Hopefully it comes up. Here we go. <laughs> so it was a it was a pop of of two. Uh, last one sold for thirty nine point six thousand uh, dollars. This one closed right at twelve ten thousand with a two thousand buyer premium. So. Uh, I definitely like this card over, say, the Futura, but it's a little more obscure. I don't think really people understand how rare these are. So, yeah, I mean, where were they from? Czechoslovakia? Is that what you said? Yeah, they were in the magazine. And um, there's a video I watched over the weekend where there's generally had some of these magazines in the cards, and he was talking about how hard they are 
to pop out without creasing the cards. So there's uh, tabs in the center of e of the four corners, and that's how it was kind of um, held into the magazine page. So that was the other part of this is that it's a nine, not only for you know the price, but also that it was a nine F three. So so I think definitely this was um, somebody got a good deal. I think on this one. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, the other one you say went for like thirty nine over thirty nine thirty nine point six thousand. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, the market has definitely changed as we've talked about before mm -hmm. with the recession. Just you know, cards in general. You know, people are having to allocate their money other places than discretionary income. So. Yeah, but but what's interesting uh, in this auction as well is that. 1952 Chocolat La Aiglon, I guess that's how you pronounce that. I'm not sure. The Juan Manuel Fangio card, it's uh, it keeps going into extended bidding. It's already this is the second extended bidding it's in right now. Yeah, I love the colors on that. That's a beautiful card right there. If I had some extra money, I might try to bid on that thing, but uh, you know, no bueno for me. But considering that card's 1952. That's uh that's in great shape. It's a it's a PSA eight. Yeah, but like I said, it's still going right now. So uh, it was like twenty five ninety. Now it's up to twenty six ninety. And Val has left the building. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to let you in. <laughs> what oh, happened? Okay. <laughs> Wrong back button. Yeah, we got that going on. Okay, here. So yeah, I thought, well, I guess I can carry on the rest of the show and do King's Court if something happened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it. <laughs> anyway, some of the other uh auctions going on. We have the two thousand like I said, two thousand six Futura right now at six two hundred with twenty-three bids, seventeen minutes. So we're recording Wednesday night. Send a rookie card there, twenty two hundred, nineteen bids, and a few of the twenty twenty tops chrome so it'll be interesting to see um how they close out so yeah it will be um and you know there's another one of those 1952 uh Juan manuel fangio cards that i think ends tomorrow but i think it's like oh. a P it's like a uh, was it a psa 6 or something it's not a wow a, a few of those popped out now we i've seen a few of those now yeah, you know, it's just like everything else. You know, once one pops out, then all of a sudden you start seeing a lot of them pop out. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows uh, trying to uh, realize some of that money, I guess, that was that was we were seeing. So. Yep, for sure. All right, let's uh, move on. Uh, next segment, we want to talk about the 1988 Max Dale Earnhardt Sr. Let me bring that up here. Yeah, this is one of the cards we talked about last week that we saw at the National. You know, last week's episode, if you haven't watched it, it was kind of the tales, tales on how to distinguish a real 1988 Max Earnhardt promo from a fake one. And we ran into a few at the National, and we had some of the, the photos and stuff for it. So one of the listeners, viewers, had mentioned, hey, that's on PSA's site. So or that search still worked. So I was like, oh, let's go, you know, check it out because we weren't sure if it was removed or not. So, but not only is it on PSA's site, there's actually images 
of this on it. And it's also, and I believe, a new holder. Yeah, this is a newer holder. I, I hate to say it, but I think one of one card got past them. Because when we when this happened, it was maybe late two thousand uh, or I would say two thousand nine, two thousand ten, maybe twenty thirteen. I don't think they were in this holder yet, and especially with the back having the cert on it. So I think this is a, a much newer holder. And to your point, I think this is one that got through somehow, some way. Because mm -hmm. we look on the back and we can see that Kannapolis has the extra L in there. Mm -hmm. And then on the front, around the Max logo, between the top of the Max logo and the RCR on his chest, is a little black line above the circle. Those, like I said, two of the telltales you can see without magnification. Also, the way that top 10 lines up against the um, carry in, under his family name. So uh, that was really surprising to see that it's a new assert and it's actually still the photos are up on the site. Yeah. We show know even PSA, that it was fake. Well, you know, PSA is scanning everything now as it goes out the door. So this was, this was actually scanned at PSA. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that, and that was yeah. only done recently. It wasn't done back then. So it sounds like I need to probably contact some of my, my people at PSA and let them know about this card. Yeah. So what do they do? Do they remove the photos? Do they kill the cert? They'll kill the cert. And what will happen is when somebody inquires about it, they'll get some kind of notification saying you need to contact PSA directly at whatever email address or whatever they say on the, on the, on the notification. And I guess... You know, I guess PSA, you know, they have insurance for this. So I guess they'll probably pay the person, you know, whatever the value is. Yeah, But get, again, that's get, one of the reasons why, back. you know, PSA is the industry leader, right? So we'll see. We'll we'll follow this tale and uh, see where it leads to this. So it's another interesting development. Yeah, it is. I, I'm, I'm surprised uh, to actually see that on there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't catch that it was in a newer label, but... You know, taking a second glance out of it a little bit longer. So yeah. anyway, we wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Again, if you're in the market for one of these, make sure you check out last week's video, episode 128, for that information. So, yep, it's it's a good video. I mean, again, you know, you want to buy a PSA because of that, but you don't want to even be in that situation. You just want to not even deal with this. So, agreed. So hey, I'll be I'll be right back for just one second. Bella the dog, the official official Boston Terrier of NASCAR radio, needs to get out the door here and she's like freaking out. So I will be right back. All right. What shall we talk about? Get myself back and I'm back. It's amazing. Hey, yeah, we were just having a conversation about you. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I think that's kind of all I have now. I guess uh, the only thing. Uh, do you have any more before we go to King's Court? Uh, no, I don't. I, that's that's all that I've got actually for this week. It's a pretty slow week. Yeah, you definitely want to tune in for next week. We're going to talk about through the mail autographs. Um, now is I think the a great time to start getting a strategy planned if you're working on projects or whatever, uh, or if you want to start a project. I think now is the time to start. Agreed. Oh, something I just thought about. What about top Sapphire F1? 
did did that just come out? It did. I don't know if we talked about it or not. So it dropped. I think it was like two hundred and seventy dollars a box, two sixty on the top side and the UK side. UK sold out pretty quick. Tops was a little longer. I think it took a few days. Mm-hmm. Again, it was twenty four cards in a box, and you know I don't know how many parallels or name variations or image variations there were, but. That's all I've I've seen about it. There wasn't a lot of documentation on it. That you didn't you did not you didn't know how many parallels there were. I don't know if there were autographs in it or not. But anyway, I did not mess with it. I went and, and kind of looked at it. It was a little steeper than what I was wanting. The first year I believe it was like 150, 170. Last year was 700. And then <laughs> this year it was two, what did I say, 260, 270. So uh still a little pricey for me so especially in this economy yeah as ricky ricardo would say it's it's expensive yeah f1 is not a, a cheap sport so yeah i thought about getting a box but i said no nah, i'll just stick stick to buy me some nascar boxes and move on i would have loved to see you got a, a sapphire box and do that rip it, it may still be in the cards you never know <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll wait till the national and see what they're at Hey, that's that's a that'd be a good barometer for sure. Yeah. So all right, cue the music. I think it's time to cue the music, brother. Okay, I didn't hear the music, so we guess we'll just move on. (laughs) Yeah, it played. I, I never heard it. That's weird. Okay. I saw the crown pop up just real quick and then it went off. Okay. All right. So this week's King's Court, we're going to start out with our um, Joker of the Week. This is on the 3rd of February. It's a 1968 American Oil Babe Ruth slash Parnelli Jones card. And I remember get, my dad getting these things at the gas station when I was a kid, but I didn't care or know anything <laughs> really about them. But this this one is pretty cool, and um, it's got Babe Ruth and Parnell Jones. He's one of the greatest greatest IndyCar and road race drivers ever. Uh, anyway, this card they were asking one hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents for it. They accepted a best offer of one hundred fifty dollars. You know, and it is a PSA five, and you know they call it a double panel. What the way these things were back in the day is they were folded together. And you could, it had a little perf around the outside and you just ripped it off and you opened up the, the actual two cards that were in there. And, uh, you know, sometimes they were like winning game pieces and all that. And then of course you had to collect certain game pieces to win certain things at the gas station. I think you, I think you could win things like drinking glasses and, you know, all kinds of crazy things, you know, it's just kind of how it worked. And you can, there you go. You can see the back you can, and you could win Corvettes too. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was looking for. But you had to collect all the pieces. And I think they had a little album and everything that you could collect the pieces with and put in the album, all that kind of stuff. So it was actually kind of cool for its day. But it's real odd. You don't see a lot of these. But now, uh, all the ones you see are like, you know, ripped in half. Yeah. Right, yeah they're, separated. They're down the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the first thing people do. Yeah. That's what they did back. I mean, nobody back then thought they were collectible. I mean, again, some of the greatest collectibles were never meant to be collected. Exactly. So anyway, that's pretty cool. I just wanted to show that $150 for a PSA 5, that's not bad. And you get a Babe Ruth. Hey, 
Yeah, you're a race car driver. So there you go. All right. So next up, this is on the 4th of February, the 2021 Topps Chrome F1 Green Refractor. And this is our, our young driver of um, Oscar Piastri. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. It's out of 99. It's an autograph. It's a PSA 10. They were asking $1,300 for this card, and they accepted a best offer of 900 bucks. But wow. I just thought that was a, a, a really nice looking card. Yeah, that green shines. You can, you know, in the way it was scanned with that refractor or whatever. So, yep. Yeah, can't say much about his autograph, but it's, it's better than Ty freaking Gibbs. Yep. <laughs> but it's still a cool card. And I, and I think the green refractors are some of my favorite ones out of Topps Chrome F1. You know, last year, this year, I think they're really, they really are nice looking cards. Yeah, and he's one of the kind of the rookies people are chasing. So it's going to be um, feast or famine, I think, on this one. Yeah, he's only like 21 years old. He's 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 just a he's just a puppy. <laughs> All right. So next up is our Queen of the Week. This was on the second of February, and this one's really cool. Uh, it's Haley Deegan, 2022 Panini Donruss Optic Gold Vinyl Auto. One on one, of course, and uh, somebody went click and they bought it now for $699.99. Wow, yeah, somebody likes Haley, but that's a cool card. Yeah, I think that's it. another one of those feast or famine. We'll see. This it is a make is. break. I'm so excited for the truck race this year to see how she does in that equipment. So, yeah, me too. I hope she, you know, she's got new teammates, new team. So we'll see how she does. I think this will be a good barometer of, of uh, where we might expect her to go. I'd like to see her get some, you know, Bush. I say Bush. Good gosh. Some Xfinity <laughs> experience. That's, that's, that's the old guy in me. Because I think she I think she would probably do better in a car than a truck. Uh, yeah, honestly. I would think so, too. So, yeah, we'll see. She's been to some of these tracks numerous times now in trucks. And she's got better equipment. So we'll we'll see how she does. So. Yeah, and I like that card a lot. I like how the gold pops with the green and the black. It's just a overall, it's just a very aesthetically pleasing card too. So, kudos to whoever got it. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a nice one. All right. So next up is our king of the week. This was on the fourth of February. Wow, gold figure. We were just talking about this card, 1988 Max Dale Earnhardt number 99. It's a PSA nine. They were asking a thousand bucks for this bad boy. And they accepted a best offer of $650. And as you can see, that's in a really, really old slab. Yes. <laughs> really old slab. I mean, that, that was graded way, way back in the day. I was going to say, this was legit. Yeah, th this is um, mid-2000s, I think, late 2000s. Because when I was starting to get into grading at PSA, it was like this. And then they ended up dropping that down to the third line so that... Um, using more of that that label but yeah that's uh that's a legit card yeah look at the back it's got that collector's universe hologram on there oh wow yeah that's old yeah. And, and and that's not that's actually stuck on the slab because i've got some like that and that, that's actually <laughs> stuck on the slab oh then it, yeah it predates than some of the stuff but yeah yeah so the canapolis is spelled right you can see that that top 10 is lined up right with that with carrie in the family section there so very nice. So we said uh, 600 for PSA 9? 
650 for a PSA 9. So, okay. Yeah, of course, I'm always kicking myself. I had a chance to buy several of those <laughs> about a year and a half ago for really good money, and I only bought one. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, Live well. and learn. Yep. All right, so next up is our Ace of the Week, our one of one. This was on the 8th of February. It's a 2022 Panini Prism. Jeff Gordon Black Flashback Autograph, one of one. It's raw. It's not graded. This is another one that they accepted the best offer. They were asking $2,000 for this card, and they accepted a best offer of $900. So, $900, okay. So not bad. I mean, that's a raw card. It's a one of one. Um, I was looking for the one of one on it. Oh, right there. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to see. Yeah, it's right um by the DuPont oval on his chest. I see it yeah. one of one. Oh, Jeffy Pooh. Old Jeffy Pooh. But yeah, that's Watch a nice looking card. Except look at the top. Go back up. It looks like it's got a print line or something. I don't know if that's on the if that's on the magnetic or if it's actually on the card. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I love yeah, the scary. I love the you know the look of that here. Now I'm looking at his autograph, how like it's almost a cross with I can kind of see the old Jeff Gordon autograph in there. Yeah. Because yeah, he had changed it a little bit, so or changed yeah, it a lot, I should say. Yeah, he's changed it a lot because he you know he slants it now, you know, it slants to the right like that, but used to be it, it didn't have much of a slant on it at all, you know, back when he first started. I've got some uh, autographs from when he very well if you go back and look at like his 90 1991 92 92 uh, yeah excuse me 92 autograph yeah i mean tracks excuse me gosh i'm all over the place <laughs> his track his tracks auto you can see it's way different because it's it's not slanted as much and it's actually taller you can uh, actually it's, read it yeah it's, uh, yeah it's a lot more legible <laughs> but uh, yeah it's a cool card i like i like the way that card looks that's a great design and what was that price again 650 Six, oh, I'm sorry, nine hundred. My bad. Nine hundred. Okay. Yeah, nine hundred dollars. Uh, still nice, uh, nice payday. So. Yeah, whoever pulled that, congrats. Whoever got it, congrats. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, our royal flush of the week. This was on the third of February. So Max Verstappen, 2020 Tops F1 Dynasty Rookie Patch Auto. It is number six of ten. It's a PSA nine. And this card actually went for bidding and completed completed with bids. There was no best offer or anything like that. It went for seven thousand three hundred and fifty dollars and sixty nine cents with twenty bids. Wow! So that's one of the few Dynasty twenty twenties that you're going to get that you could have made money on if you opened up the box. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You make a few grand on that. You had to send it off to PSA to get it slide. But I like I like the. I don't know if that's a uh, fabric or fire suit, whatever, but the, the green, green, you're right. Yellow and black, yellow and black, orange and black. I, I, <laughs> I'm, you're doing like me. I know. I got the case of Logan's here. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's a nice card. It's Yeah, uh, of course, you know, our, our patch identification department is not here tonight. Yeah, he's on vacation. He's on extended leave. Yeah. So he would he would have found out where that goes, but I have no idea where on his uniform that would be from. But it's still cool. It's a great it's a great looking card. I think the auto could have been better. Zoom back in on that auto. See, it's a little streaky. That's that's the thing that really gets me. If they're if these guys are going to sign these cards, I think they ought to have fresh sharpies and not let them dry out like that. 
it, 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 it kind of gets me. Yeah. So if you notice, if you if folks aren't familiar with it, so basically at the end of the autograph where it comes up, where it's coming up to his shoulder and then looping back to the front of his face, you can see how it fades out. And then around the loop, you, you know, it's a lot thicker and then fades out again. So, yeah, he could have been signing a bunch of these. And, you know, th these guys really aren't thinking about some of that stuff. No, they're, they're not. They're, they're not. That's not on their mind. Yeah, they're, they they're, their contract is to sign. And so they signed. Yep. Just get it done and get it over with and move on. They're not like Richard Petty where <laughs> he no. signed so much stuff where he knows his marker. How long yeah, his marker he, lasts? What what marker to use on what color? <laughs> Oh, yeah, because he carries around. He's got gold, silver, blue, black, white. He's got all kinds of different markers with him all the time. Yeah, anyway, it's a cool card. You know, it's a PSA 9. So, you know, if it had been a PSA 10, you know, how much more would it have gone for? Who knows? Yeah, that'd be a good um, study there. See, very nice card. Uh, nice price. So uh, yeah. I was going to say, you know, we talk about the economy and other stuff, but the, some of the high-end stuff people are still looking for. Yep. Is that Bella sleeping? That is my dog snoring. She came back. <laughs> she came back. She's she's laying in my lap right here. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's like she just went out. Now she's she did. She she went out. She was crying to get out, and then she came back. So here, you guys get to hear her snore. I heard her snore. I was like, because I heard it a few minutes ago, and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> Bella sleeping, snoring. No extra charge. Everybody's <laughs> having enjoying that. So that's funny. That's all I got, man. Very nice. Thank you. Just going to say, you know, appreciate everybody listening to the show, to the podcast, folks in Australia, Canada, Germany, Poland. We appreciate you uh, listening. So watching. Yeah, we do. We appreciate all you guys. And we appreciate the comments. We appreciate everything. Uh, we, a, a whole lot. We really, really do. Yeah. If there's something you guys want us to cover, uh, put it in the uh, comments. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll try to get it scheduled into the show. Uh, we're working on some more content and the season's getting ready to start up here. So we'll, we'll go through that as well. So, but I haven't looked to see, I guess we've still got a few, I guess another month or two until national treasures come out. I have to look and see, I guess Dunners is definitely, I'm sure pushed back or if that's in play or not yet. So. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard. I guess we probably need to uh, get a hold of some of our, friends at Panini and find out. I've not seen any yellow optic sightings from the Joe Logano giveaways yet. No, he's, he's, he's a busy dude. He, they probably got stuck in a closet somewhere and he's kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I, speaking of closets, remind me sometime to tell you guys a story about a, about a card find in a closet that I found. Yeah, oh, I, that, that's I, one, I know. That's another day. I know you've talked about it, but I'm sure if, of course, I'm on, I listen to every show, so I didn't miss it. But yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, so that's all I got for this week. All right. Um, anything else? Any hashtags or anything? Yeah, hashtag skid marks and tie freaking Gibbs, who caught on fire at during during the one of the one of the races, the qualifying heat races at the Coliseum. Yeah, I was out of town, so. I was going to try to get some photos here. Went past Rockingham. They're working on the upper seating area there. So they're getting Rockingham ready. It's it's still ways away, but progress report from that. So, but yeah, I did see some of the photos of 
part of his car and some other stuff in a muffler and it looked like i don't know whatever but yeah those cars had mufflers on them believe it or not for the very first time ever and they said something about it was installed incorrectly i believe and that's what caused the fire with the foam inside his door panel of his car okay yeah so i guess i don't know what the decibel levels were at that coliseum so but i was i always thought about that it's like you know the put you know they want to reduce some of the horsepower and stuff like that to put mufflers on it so that people can actually somewhat hear themselves <laughs> at the race so <laughs> but tell they it's not such a big deal because they go by so fast that you know they're, they're on the other side of the track about you know so you get to, you can talk a lot there but it's some of the smaller places like bristol i could see where that might be helpful because i've been to bristol races and you literally can't talk to the person next to you you can't hear they could be screaming you cannot hear them right all right, well, we'll leave it there again. Uh, next week, we'll, we'll have a big thing on through the mail autographs. I had to you know, prep for those projects to think about, all that good jazz. So, but all right, for me, Logan, thanks for watching, viewing, and we will catch you next week. We're out of here.